This is the Blind Grilling Experience, and I am the most interesting griller in the world. Hello and welcome back to the Blind Grilling Experience. My name is Chris Peltz and joining me again is Mr. John Grimes. Fella, how are you doing today, the week after Father's Day weekend? You doing all right, man? Doing well, Chris. Yep. Great to be here again with the most uh, interesting griller in the world. (laughs) How was your Father's Day? Yeah, it it was good. My actually because my uh, all the women in my life are in food industry, and so they were pretty busy working. So uh, it was nice and relaxing, which was which was good. So I I enjoyed that. Um, Of course, you know you've you've got your family who aren't quite. Um, in the uh, get out of the house and away from daddy stage just yet. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed your time with family. And uh, I understand you got a little little something to talk about. Yeah, I did. Uh, somebody must have been listening. That's I right. got the, uh, <laughs> the expander kit. Sweet. For my egg. Awesome. So I'm cooking on three levels now. Oh, wow. Man, so that look is at me. cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fancy. Very. I also got a... Um, the half moon uh, griddle, cast iron griddle thing. Yeah. Sweet. To go with it. So, right. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. And you've already put it to use? Of course. Yeah. What'd you we do? We had some, uh, well, we had cooked some brats and hamburgers um, a couple days ago. Uh, cooked them at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 12 hamburgers and five brats. I'll okay. fit on the large uh, big green egg, courtesy of the uh, the main level and the top rack. Top. What did you have on the top rack? The brats. The brats. Yeah. So I cook, of course, on a skewer, as uh, Blind right. Grilling has, has taught me so well. Uh, so five of them on a skewer. I, I think I probably could have fit 10. I just didn't. I only had five. I got to test that out. But the uh, 12 um, slider burgers were... Inside the um, the Weber basket, which takes up most of the room on the main level, so so you were um, still able to use the the fish basket by Weber for your burgers under the top rack, so on the main level still. Yeah, I had to awesome. put it in a different direction. Right, right. Um, on the the way it fit before, which was really nice, the handles of the Weber basket hooked into the handles of the you know the basket i had the basket to yeah begin. i the, already the had plate the plate setter basket the plate yeah. setter basket so the handles on that um fit d- like Perfect, directly yeah. onto the uh the weber basket so i always knew where it was because i i could position it based on that um but because of the um the legs on the expander um i had to put it in the opposite way gotcha um Turn so, it ninety degrees it, and yeah, slide it in. It fit. It fit fine. Yeah. It's just. It was just okay. different, and there wasn't a. I had to, to so to flip them. I do flip them because I cook them direct heat. Yeah. So I do flip them, and so to flip them, I had to pull the thing all the way out, which I don't normally do. Normally, I would just flip it inside the, the you know, yeah. over the grill. But because of the um, the brats on top, I had to pull the 
the basket all the way out. It wasn't a problem. It was just yeah. different. So and yeah. yeah, just use your gloves and pull it out and yeah, flip it over and slide it. It back was very in. easy. That's I cooked. Awesome. I cooked them all. I usually cook them for like twenty five minutes both. So what took me fifty minutes before took me twenty five minutes this time. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So. Hip hip hooray! Yeah, man, that's great. Well, congratulations and uh, uh, on that uh, new little toy to mess with, and and uh, that's that's sweet. Uh, any upcoming cooks this weekend? Uh, it looks like uh, I've got two pork tenderloins in the freezer. Okay, man. And yeah. uh, talked to a friend of mine today that also had a pork tenderloin and it was off we weren't even talking about grilling he just wanted to know what i was doing and i was talking to him he says i think i'm gonna cook a tenderloin the pork tenderloin this week i thought i said you know i got two of those in the freezer yeah absolutely i should do that too so yeah Yeah. and of course the 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 tenderloin is man it cooks fast first of all very fast um and but there it man could eat and especially if you don't overcook it um you know a lot of folks will take the huge pork loin and and that's usually what they dry out more than anything. They they overcook that. But man, that tenderloin is just uh, tenderloin on anything, yeah. <laughs> whether it's 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 beef, pig, um, venison, whatever it is. You know, it's that's awesome. So um, yeah, yeah. I did a reverse sear on some ribeyes and some sirloin last night. In fact, uh, I posted a quick little video on the YouTube channel over at uh, uh, youtube.com slash blind grilling. And so there is a video posted um, uh, today, in fact, uh, of the, uh, just a quick little thing in the middle of it. It wasn't a how-to, it, what, it was just, um, you know, here's here's what I was doing. And, um, you know, showed pulling the ribeyes off the flat top griddle, but then taking the sirloin from the egg after slow smoking it and then searing it on the flat top. So, uh, quick little video that was posted on their YouTube channel today, and um, it was that that was fun. Um, you know, it's it's not very often nowadays that I have someone here to video, and and so it was kind of a last minute thing. We didn't mic up or anything like that. So, um, but it, but it was fun. We ate good anyway. <laughs> I mean, they they Are turned out amazing. There, yeah, there is, and and I've got some plans for that too. Um, and that's, I'm probably going to do a show on leftovers because there's so many awesome ideas. And, uh, you know, I've got a one, I got a daughter who's wanting to get, she, she's kind of preparing herself for college right now. And, uh, even though for her, it's, it's a, a couple years away still, but, uh, she loves ramen. And, and so one day I was like, man, I haven't had ramen in, 20 years or more and so i was gonna make some ramen noodles and and i I was like man i got some leftover steak and some sauteed onions and mushrooms and and so i just took and threw that in once those noodles were were cooked i threw that steak and and uh onions and and mushrooms in and he brought it up and Oh man, that was the best ramen I have ever eaten. It was amazing. Sounds, sounds good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just little things like that, you know. You just you work with what you got, but um, you know, and and sometimes what you got is is pretty good. <laughs> so sometimes sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. I'll be hanging and, out at your house more often. So yeah, we even did a pizza, and I posted some pictures on Instagram and and uh, maybe a few other places. But we we did uh, some pizzas Monday night on the grill and 
Um, I made a, it's, I call it a Hawaiian just because I use prosciutto and pineapple, but for the sauce, I used a sweet Thai chili sauce and, oh man, it turned out so good. Um, and so with that, you know, that, that, that was awesome. I'm probably going to do a full blown video on that. I'm going to do that again because that turned out awesome. And I had a lot of people asking about, um, you know, what all we put on it and, um, and the sauce that we use. So it turned out great. So, um, so that, that was awesome. Uh, so it's, it's been good. It's been, uh, you know, really getting back in swing. The weather has been be- unbelievably nice and beautiful. And, um, so it's, it's really been great, you know, firing up the egg and, and, um, you know, and throwing stuff on and, and cooking for sure. Uh, and I think tomorrow I've got some, um, red rock shrimp, um, at least some, uh, uh royal red shrimp. That's what it is. Some royal red shrimp and some scallops. And who knows, maybe I'll do a video on that too. And uh, at least on the scallops. Cause so I do want to do how many nights a week. Do you think you cook on the grill on average? Um, of course, it, if you don't take into account, you know, from the beginning of the year, you know, with the accident and, my, and, and breaking my arms and stuff, you know, before that and picking up now, I would say three to four at least, you know, sometimes more. But, yeah, three to four days a week, we've got the egg fired up. So yeah, you're you're a rock star. It's <laughs> Well, and here's the th- – I mean, I say the weather's been and that's, nice. And that's it, for it, you. That That's it, not – that's just for your eating, not not catering or. Oh yeah, yeah that yeah that does not count any yeah. catering or anything that we do in that respect. But here's the thing, you know, it like today was 88 degrees, which you know is is awesome because it wasn't 90, <laughs> so mm-hmm. so that's good. But you turn on an oven in our house, and it gets hot. And so if if we can take the opportunity to fire up the egg and keep things outside and do everything outside and not have the oven or stovetop going in the house. Um, it just, it just keeps things cooler and, and much nicer. And so we, uh, you know, it's an older home. And, and so that's, um, yeah, if we can avoid getting that kitchen so hot, then we try to, and, and the egg's the perfect way to do it for sure. Well, we have, you and I have a little different lifestyles with our family situations, but uh, I'd be lucky to do twice a week. It's not because I don't want to. Yeah. It's just because uh, it just doesn't always, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't always yeah. work out with the timing and the energy that I have by the end of the day and all <laughs> right. those kind of things. But uh, yeah. it's at least once a week, but it, sometimes it's twice, maybe on a long weekend or something. But yeah, it'll pick up. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, I know it will. I know, but. It's, um, you are definitely the, uh, the grilling expert here. Uh, I am just well, along for the ride and, and learning as I go. Well, I appreciate that. But yeah, I mean, it's, um, uh, I've, I mean, I've learned from you. I mean, in all of this, I mean, there are things that, uh, and, and that's the awesome thing just about cooking in general, because we're going to talk about ribs today. Yeah. You know, we're going to get into how we are cooking our ribs. And, and even after what, uh, you know, cause the first cook you ever did on your egg, when, when we delivered the package to you and, and you got to have the blind grilling experience, the, the first cook we did was ribs and, uh, and baby back ribs. And you've taken that and you didn't just stick with what we showed you. I mean, you, you 
you've changed a few things, which is awesome. Not necessarily the the temperature or the timing as much, but a few other things you've tweaked to make it your own and make the flavors work for you and, and what you want. And so, uh, which is awesome. That's that's what it's about right there, you know, because you know, a lot of what I try to do is lay groundwork so that folks can take that and then build on it and make it their own, which is really what barbecue and grilling is. Um, which is why the competitions are so subjective uh, on, you know, a lot of times on who, who wins, who doesn't win based on taste, texture, flavor, you know, all of those things uh, because people are making them their own in backyard barbecue, man. That's, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that's where it's at for sure. Yeah. So, uh, so let's, let's talk about ribs and what we do before that though, let's very quickly get in a word from one of our partners. <laughs> And today we're going to be talking about Kick-Ash Basket. That's right, kickashbasket.com. Shake that ash and light that fire. Folks, get ready to get clean up in your grill just 100 times better, 100 times easier. Not only for charcoal management, fire management, airflow in your grill, but also for cleaning it up. They have got the products for you. I'm telling you, not just for Camadu grills, not just for the Big Green Egg and the and the Camadu Joe and the Primos and the Vision, but man, they've got it for Weber. They've they've got it for the PK grills. They've got charcoal management baskets for the type of grill more than likely that you're using. So check them out. They also have heat resistant gloves. They sell the JJ George grill torch with which both John and I absolutely love and use every time we're firing up our grill. So go and check out kickashbasket.com. All right, John. So let's talk about this rib cook because there's a lot of folks out there that are, you know, they're wondering what is the best method, and and that's that's a question I want to address because it's really the wrong question <laughs> to ask. And I, and the reason I say that is there are different methods. There are great methods. There are good methods. The method that works best for you is the best method whether it's what we do or whether it's what someone else is doing or what you're already doing, you know, if that's what you like, that's what you enjoy. Um, and, and you love the results, then, then you're doing the best method, but there may be different methods. There may be easier methods. There may be more time consuming, or there may be some time saving methods, which is kind of what we're going to be talking about as well. Um, but we would encourage you to give this a shot because it's not the three, two, one. And, and, and a lot of folks have that question. I don't know, John, if you, you know, if you want to elaborate a little bit on the numbering system of, you know, of rib cooks, you yeah, know, I, I don't know much about it. Um, because I just know this technique. That's all I've ever used. I'm sure that the three, two, one and the two, one, one, one and the, the four one one yeah. and the nine one one and all those things. I'm yeah. sure that those are all have their a place, and I th- they're probably all great. Um, but I, I've um, we this came up because when when you and I were talking, I, I've talked to a couple of friends of mine who are uh, recently were cooking ribs, and I was just in conversation talking to them, and they don't have uh, big green eggs; they have different grills, which obviously is fine, and. Uh, I was asking them what their techniques were and they were 
they were telling me. And I shared with one of them what uh, the blind grilling experience technique was. And uh, he was a little skeptical at first because it was different than what he had, had done before, somewhat radically different yeah. as far as the time goes. And um, uh, I was talking to him on like a, uh, I think it was probably a Friday night. He was going to cook them Saturday. And I got a text from him on Saturday that said, I ain't ever going back to the other way. This is how <laughs> to cook ribs. And right. he was not able to tell a difference between how he had done it. And I don't know exactly. I don't remember. But sure. he was definitely like in the five-hour range. Right. Um, whatever the combination was of wrapping and unwrapping and all that stuff. Um, and so, you know, he just gained um, a couple hours of his life back. Yeah. And didn't couldn't tell a difference in the end result um, that would that would necessitate him spending another two hours on cooking those ribs. So right. So um, so very quickly, let me let me just explain to our listeners the who may not know because there are some that don't. And and I see this. Oh, question. there there are many that don't because the yeah. people that I talk to, you know, I've I've converted two of the three people I've talked to, and they had never heard of it. Yeah. Uh, before and the third person, I haven't had to. The, I just asked what their method was. They didn't ask what mine was. So mm-hmm. I'm sure. going to encourage them to listen to this. Uh, yeah, right. Absolutely. Episode to, to, to find out, but go ahead. Yeah. So, so three, two, one, and in the numbering method, right? So three, two, one, three, one, one, two, one, one. All of that refers to cooking your ribs for three, two, one, for example, three hours unwrapped, two hours wrapped, one hour unwrapped. Right, and then there's certain things that you do, you know, uh, as far as you know when you wrap them, and then when you unwrap them to set the glaze. And so whether you do it unwrapped for three or two hours, you then you wrap them, you do it for one or two hours, then you unwrap them and do them for another hour. So that however many hours you're doing it unwrapped, wrapped, and then unwrapped again, that's the numbering system. So three, two, one, you know, it was three hours, two hours, one hour. Um, or uh, 311, 211. So everyone has made some adjustments, but usually they'll try to explain their method with the with the numbering system, which is great. I mean, it's once you understand that you're talking about the number of hours, uh, unwrapped, wrapped, and unwrapped, then it, it, it makes sense. It, it's an easy way to explain it. Um, we don't really use numbers for, for what we do. We just kind of tell them what to do. And, and usually, yeah, like you said, they just kind of, they're very skeptical. They kind of shake their head. Um, because we're talking about between two and two and a half hours to cook, you know, um, baby back ribs total. I mean, total, that's it. Right. Yeah. And it's so simple. There's, there's really only wrapped and unwrapped. There's not three ways or, you know, right you're not going back and forth three times. So yep. it's so simple. It, it so really simple. is. Yeah. And, and, I, and I like simple. I'm not a, exactly. You know, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a big brain. So yeah. <laughs> no. Well, and, and to, to, in all fairness, you know, um, it, you know, I got this method from someone else, obviously. All right. Cause I'm, I'm not smart enough to do this on my own. But I actually went to a rib class for a guy who was doing competition ribs and winning. But he was cooking on drum smokers. So he he was using a gateway drum smoker. And I went up to Pits and Grills here in Springfield, who was um, hosting the class. And this guy was doing this rib cook. And he was talking about how the drum smoker, but he, he was making statements like, this is the only smoker you can do the hot and fast cooks on. And, and of course, that kind of 
rubbed me the wrong way, to be honest with you. But I, I tasted the ribs, and they were awesome. They really were great. And so I thought, but I, I can do this on the egg. I know I can't. Uh, because other than the shape of the drum as opposed to the egg, it, there's so many things that are so similar and that I can, I, I can you know, um, kind of emulate or, or, you know, copy to the egg. And so that's what I was going to do. And I was in the middle of actually going through that process when I called a guy in Georgia who is the owner of 441 South Barbecue. And, uh, and, and so here I am talking to Kevin Ward and I'm like, Hey, I, you know, I'm going to do this. This is what this guy said about drums. Uh, you know, you can't do it on an egg. And, and so this is, I'm going to do this hot and fast cook. And he's like, that's what I do. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, that's, that's what I do. And, and he, uh, and he went through and actually helped me a little bit more, uh, with this. And so, um, so yeah, so we do this hot and fast method in essence, um, but it, it, the results, you know, um, are, I'll put them up against really any other, anybody else's ribs, uh, and not that, it, that others aren't good. They are, it's just, you know, it depends on what you want to do, you know? And I think John, in conversations in the past, you and I've talked about this, there are people that want to go and sit out and, in, in, you know, in their backyard and the, at their grill or smoker for five or six hours. That's what they want to do, and they want something that's going to take five or six hours to cook. They they plan that. They they love that, and that's fine. But you come home, you know, maybe you get off a little early. You get home, and you're like, man, I would love to have ribs, but, you know, it takes five or six hours. No, 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 it don't. You know, you can do it a lot quicker. You can do it in just as good, if not better, with this method. And, and so, and so here it is very simply 300 degrees is what you, we get our eggs set to just 300 degrees indirect. So the plate setter is in and we're cooking at 300 degrees is and our set. Flame boss is, uh, is in control of things. That's right. Yep. Flame boss keeps it steady and, uh, you know, cruise control for your grill. And so we get the flame boss hooked up and I put, and I don't know, I know when we delivered the package, we, we kind of explained where you can put the probes. I run my probe up through the top down on the back of the big green egg thermometer inside the dome. Uh, I I don't know if you're still doing that or if you're putting it on the grate. Yeah. Yeah, So, so that, that's what I do. And, and so we, we get that egg going and the flame boss setting that egg steady at 300 degrees. We season up our ribs however you want to do it. We will remove the membrane, which is not a difficult process. I know a lot of folks get frustrated with it, but here John and I both blind, can't see, and, you know, with what we're doing, trying to remove a membrane, but yet we can do it. And we can do it in a matter of a minute or two at the most. Uh, It's real simple, you know. um, You know, do you use a butter knife or a back of a spoon? What do you use, John? I use a butter knife. Just a butter knife. So you just take and slide it up, uh, start with one of the bones, meat side down on the ribs, the the membrane, you know, facing up, you know, find a bone. You probably go from one end, you know, two or three bones from one end or so. Um, yeah. Slide it under the membrane and then use a paper mm-hmm. towel. And that paper towel allows you to grab hold of that membrane and you can pull it off. Sometimes it'll tear. Sometimes you have some stragglers there, but... 
But a lot of times it just comes right off, and it's very simple and worth the time to do it. So that that's one thing I would encourage folks to do is take and just the time. Practi- practicing with it a few times after after I mean it, there's yeah. it, after you get it down if do it a few times you you're you'll become a a master and I don't think you would ever go back to not pulling off the membrane. Yeah, I think it's so. It's not and, that difficult. And, and, you know, if you're worried about whether or not you got it, if you're blind or visually impaired and you're wondering, well, did I get it all? Is there any left? Go ahead and score between those bones uh, so that that seasoning that you put on that backside will kind of get and penetrate into the meat. You know, and that's a lot of folks who don't remove the membrane will at least score the back with a knife so that, some of their seasoning will kind of penetrate the membrane and get into the meat. Um, so at the very least, do that. But but the more you do it, the easier it gets, by all means. Uh, but it's worth doing. It absolutely is worth doing. And it it uh, and plus the time we're saving you <laughs> with this method of cooking ribs, you know, uh, you're still not losing anything by taking the time to remove the membrane. So definitely encourage you to do that. So, Don, you make your own rub. So you you've got a just like a salt, pepper, uh, garlic yeah, base. Salt, with pepper, some, garlic, paprika, um, maybe some uh, garlic powder, onion powder. If I can, if I ever have it, I I kind of mimic um, the great uh, Aaron Franklin down here in Texas. That's right. At least that's what he says he does with ribs, and I like that. I do deviate that to make it my own and add um if it's depending upon who's eating the ribs i like i prefer hot and sweet Mm -hmm. so i will put cayenne in the rub and then um a little bit later i'll i'll put honey in um when i wrap it yeah which which makes them um hot and sweet for me but if if somebody else is that doesn't like hot is eating then i'll I, i just omit that and do the normal thing. Yeah. But, do you use yeah, any I binder? Like to make my own. You know, a lot of guys uh, are I'll like use a, mustard. I'll use olive stuff. oil. Just some olive. Yeah. I've seen a lot of mustard. I've never tried mustard. Yeah, I don't use um, it personally. I, but. I have a mild uh, olive oil. Yeah. That I use, and um, I use grapeseed oil. So okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, but anything like that works. Um, you know, whether it's a, an olive oil, a grapeseed oil, or you know, like you know, you'll hear about a lot of guys using mustard. Um, but, uh, but get your, your favorite rub, you know, 441 South makes an awesome, um, rib rub, uh, sweet uncle T's game changer is the name of, uh, of their, of their rub that I love on ribs. And, and so get, just get them seasoned up really well. The egg sitting at 300 and put them on the egg meat side up. So bone side down, lay them flat with the meat side up straight on the grate indirect cook 300 degrees close the egg now and this is what i do i i once i close that egg i'll set a timer for an hour to an hour and 10 minutes max and that's it now you you go with that same time frame but you you've added a little something there i do spritz mine with apple cider vinegar about every 15 or 20 minutes so three or four times quick, quick open about I guess it depends on how many racks are in there, but about four or five sprays per rack and close it back up. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, so you spritz yours with the, with the apple cider vinegar. Um, I, I don't bother with it personally. I, you know, again, it's one of those things where we're able to make this our own. 
um, even though we're sticking with this this uh, a routine as far as timing and heat temperature is concerned, um, you know we're we're getting the flavor and the taste that we want. So for an hour to an hour and ten minutes with the meat side up, bone side down, they're on the grate, they're cooking. Once that hour to an hour and ten minutes is up, we'll we'll get our aluminum foil, and that's where we do some prep there with the aluminum foil. Um, I'll put down about a half a stick of butter, three quarters of a cup of brown sugar, um, some more of the Uncle T's seasoning, um, and maybe a little honey or even some peach habanero sauce uh, from Cosmos Q or something. Just just a little little bit of moisture in there, um, and then uh, I'll put take those ribs and I'll put them meat side down on top of what I just put on that foil, and then I'll wrap them as tight as I can. Uh, again, John, you do a little something different with your wrap uh, as far as what you put on on the foil and what you put the ribs on. Yeah, the the wrapping technique is the same, but I use I gen, I don't do I'm not a I, dairy doesn't like me as much mm-hmm. as I like dairy my uh, my body so I use olive oil in there for uh, for a fat and then again if they're if they're the cooking the way I want them to I put a bunch of honey in there. Yeah. Um, but if not, I'll put um. um barbecue sauce of some sort the the preferred one around here is there's a, a rib joint in memphis tennessee called the rendezvous oh sure yeah familiar yeah so uh we like rendezvous barbecue sauce uh, okay. but i also use stubs or i've used some 441 stuff and lane's barbecue sauces too oh yeah so yep those awesome. are good stuff too right so i'll put a little bit of uh olive oil and then whatever the other, either honey or barbecue sauce, right? Uh, and and then wrap them up. Yep. So when you're when you're putting this down, just so like a like a picture for those who may be blind or visually impaired, what we're doing, um, you got your aluminum foil laid out flat, and then almost you know picturing where you're going to lay your ribs, just so kind of in a in a line, you're you're putting your your butter, your oil, like a, your fat, your sweetness, and then your seasoning for the heat, or maybe a little bit of sauce, kind of making a line with that, just kind of building that layers up. And then you take those ribs and you put them meat side down on top of what you just put on the foil, and then you wrap it up as tight as you possibly can, and then stick that rack of ribs right back on the grill meat side down. All right, so now you you've gone from meat side up to meat side down, back on the grill, and you close it up. You close the grill up, and then you let it go at 300 degrees for another hour to an hour and ten, hour and fifteen minutes max, and and that's it. You know that's you know um, you can let them rest, you can pull them off, uh, and so you're looking at two to two hours and twenty to two hours and 50, uh, thirty minutes max uh, on this cook. And my experience is every time you can grab that bone and it slides right out of those ribs. Uh, it's not mushy. It's not just, you know, just, you know, I just, I don't like mush when I go to eat ribs, right? I want a little bit of bite, a little bit of texture, but I don't want to have to chew it you know, like a steak. That's not what it's made for, what it's meant to be. But, I, you know, you can just pull that bone right out and just tender, juicy, sweet. It's just awesome. If you feel like you want to have that sauce kind of set a little more, you can open up that um, that foil for the last 
10 minutes or so, and that's really all it takes. And that glaze will set a little bit nicer if that's what you want. But that doesn't have to extend the time any, right? So after an hour cooking wrapped, just unwrap it and let it go another 10 minutes 15 max, and then you're still within that two hours and 30 minutes. And the, the ribs are amazing. They they are so good, so tender um, that uh, it, it's hard to go back to f- cooking ribs for five or six hours. Yeah, I don't um, – again, nothing wrong with that technique, the five or six-hour technique. It's just I've never done it that way, and now that I uh, – based on everything I've heard and from, from the people I've talked to about it, uh, this way works just as well and uh, takes less time. So I'm all about that. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Well, I hope folks will give it a try. I mean, I, I think, you know, if you're looking for a way to cook ribs and, you know, you've got two to two and a half hours of time, but maybe you don't have four to five hours of time, um, it's doable. I promise you, it, it, you'll you'll enjoy it. And And if you don't, let me know and I'll come and eat them. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I, 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 I am confident enough, you know, to, you know, and to tell everyone that I know that this is how we do it. I, I've won two comp, you know, egg fest, um, you know, with this method on ribs and granted we cooked a lot of other stuff too, but folks were always coming back, you know, for the ribs as well because they turn out so well and they're great for egg fest because you, you know, you can, you can start your cook early and, you know, say they're going to open the gates at 10 or 11 o'clock. You fire up your grill at eight o'clock, you get the ribs on, they can be done for that first wave of people. And, and they'll be like, Oh wow, you must've started these like super early or last night or something like, no, no, we, we cooked them this morning just before you came in uh, and, you know, and kind of go through the process and, and they're just shocked. They're amazed at what they're tasting and in the time that it took to get it there. Um, and so now, John, you were saying you've never done them any other way. No. So, you know, that's Either fortunately or unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. But you've eaten ribs other places that other people have sure. cooked at restaurants sure. or whatever. I mean, is there, what, what would you say? I mean, you know, here you are, you've been doing it yourself for two years now. Um, yeah. You know. I mean, I've, in two years I've probably cooked at, at least a couple dozen racks of ribs. And I, I would put, you know, I mean, chilies for crying out loud, you know, the baby back ribs. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I would, I, I like mine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I it's it, of course the, it's nice to go somewhere and just eat them because then you'd have to do anything. So there's right. something to be said about that. But sure. Uh, just as far as the end results, and do I like them more or less than than a than a restaurant or barbecue place? Um, I like mine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not that those are bad, but at least I can control all the elements of the cook. So I know exactly what went in them and how they were cooked and all that and where the meat came from. So, right. I, yeah, I, I think, I think that, um, yeah, I think that the Chris Peltz blind grill and experience method of cooking, cooking ribs is, um, is tremendous. Yeah. And that, not to get too far off a topic here, but it is still rib related. Does do other types of ribs, uh, at least pork ribs, like uh, St. Louis style, you cook them the same way. 
the the St. Louis style, but I but I don't do spare ribs. Spare ribs take a lot longer. Um, they they will. I'll add a lot of time, but I don't do a lot of spare ribs. I don't like spare ribs to be honest. I don't know with what you. spare ribs are. They, they to be to be more honest with you. Yeah, sure. No, so spare ribs are uh, they start out narrow at one end and they get really wide almost you know i, I kind of picture like a catfish you know with a big old head at one end mm-hmm. you know and then kind of narrowing down at, you know at the body uh, and so that's that's kind of how i would describe spare ribs you know still flat but they're super wide at one end and there is a lot more meat for sure uh, and so the time frame is a little bit longer on that you know you could probably add another hour you know, when you're doing them at 300, but, um, I don't know. I've just not really been impressed with spare ribs anywhere. Um, and so, uh, I'll stick with the baby back, you know, St. Louis style ribs. Um, and, and, you know, if I'm going to do ribs, that's what I'm going to cook. Uh, now there are country style ribs or Western style ribs, which are actually a little bit more related to the loin, than anything else they're they're very large cuts usually there's a bone that runs through the center um, on some of them um, but they are uh, almost you know like a huge brat kind of feeling um, you know as far as size is concerned like a large brat is what they feel like each and they're each individual ones um, and and that I do a little different Um I do those a little bit lower and slower and, and probably a four hour cook. I'll do them, um, two hours unwrapped and two hours wrapped. Um, but you know, they're, they're more of a texture of a pork butt, uh, Boston, butt, you know, kind of texture. Um, and so I do a little bit longer cook on that. Okay. So well, maybe that's a, maybe that'll be another show. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah, it, but uh, but they're awesome. My that's one of my wife's favorites is is the um, the country style ribs. So, um, you know that that'd be something that you guys could try if you like the pork ribs. The country style ribs are are definitely good, and uh, they make for great sandwiches for sure. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about that uh, another time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Sure. So. Uh, so Father's Day is over. You got your convector, your expander. That's awesome. So you're cooking two levels. You've got uh, a pork tenderloin planned. Um, I mean, you know, as you are feeling that expander, was there anything that anything else kind of maybe that jumped out at you? Is like, you know, there another idea? <laughs> maybe you're like, ooh, I can't wait to try this. Um. Well, I th- I thought about ribs, of course. Yeah. So I I would like to I, and we're talking about ribs. So yeah, I need to cook some ribs. I I want to get a good feeling for uh, what I can what I can expect on the top rack as far as uh, if I could put one or two racks up there. I feel like I probably can't fit two on the top the top shelf, but maybe I can. I just need to. Just try it. Try it and see. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. It, if you do, man, I I would strongly recommend putting some um, some baked beans in a uh, in a small pan and sliding them underneath those ribs, and and let them catch the drippings. Mm-hmm. And that that's yeah. that's some good stuff good. there. Yeah. We we enjoy doing that. So that's awesome. 
Well, man, I appreciate you coming on and and uh, and talking to us about um, about the rib cook and and the expander and and uh, and all of that. That's awesome. And uh, we've I know we've got some other cooks that we're gonna, we definitely want to talk about. We, we'll get, be getting into in in the future. And um, it's but it's always good, man. I'm glad you were able to to come on and uh, and join the conversation. Uh, talk about ribs, the egg, and and the expander and and. Uh, yeah, glad your family's listening, man, hearing what you want. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to uh, doing it again soon. So yeah, I yeah. hope to be back. Oh, well, yeah, you will be, no doubt about it. I always love having you. All right, folks, be sure and check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash blindgrilling. Check out our Facebook page as well, facebook.com slash blindgrilling. You can follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, all at blindgrilling. And, of course, our podcast, Blind Grilling Experience. We are on all the major platforms that we are aware of anyway. We're now on iHeartRadio, Apple, Google. Spotify. Uh, I mean, just you know, we're we're trying to cover the bases. If there's one that you uh, have found that we're not on, let us know. We'll do our best to get on there as well. Um, but uh, certainly appreciate everybody uh, subscribing, emailing, and uh, and letting us know what you think of the podcast. We really do appreciate it. And of course, as always, remember, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. <laughs>